Hello Gassets and welcome to this episode of Gascast, the Bristol Rose podcast by fans for fans. I'm your host Duke and joining me tonight is David Tont, Andrew Haskins and Mike Willie Willett. Welcome guys, first up let's talk about pizza toppings. Andrew, welcome to the pod. Thank you. What did you go for tonight? Um, I went sourdough um, base, controversial. Nice. Um, it was decent. Uh, tomato and then I had... Uh, ham, mushroom, red onion, sweet corn with herbs and garlic. Oh, hey, a lovely bit of greenery on oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, nice. It in my teeth, actually. Yeah, so. Jake, <laughs> Jake Barber, if you're listening, that's what that's what vegetables are. Um, will it? What'd you go for, mate? I just went with a, a classic uh, pepperoni pizza standard. Um, Kaz will just well, she'll just be switching off already. She, I think she can. I think she considers the pepperoni pizza to be pathetic. She's probably right, to be fair. But it's a lovely pepperoni pizza. So fair uh, play to the sportsman. And uh, I, I, Barbara's going to be proud. Well, yes. Se- second mention that to, for to you, Barbara. So, nice. Well, good. So, so you, you're fueled for plenty of gas chat now. So, um, Andrew Northampton, you were there, Ooh. and I mean it was done and dusted after 40 seconds, wasn't it, Elliot Anderson? Cracking finish, or I mean, Harvey or, or, or was it bad keeping? Or was it not Harry? It was Harry. Harry, you scored. Or Harry Anderson. Oh, who did I say? Elliot. Elliot. Oh, I, I oh, mean, all Anderson. the bloody Andersons. Can we talk about that? Oh, I mean, Elliot Anderson always. He, he probably did score, didn't he? He's, he's, that, he's that good. I, I he, 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 well. he, even though he's probably like fifty yards back, he probably was Elliot yeah. Anderson. He's that good. So yeah, Harry Anderson after forty seconds. Yeah. Um. I. We made it in literally just as uh, the players were coming out. Um, so it was all very rushed for us. Um, yeah, I didn't even see how it happened, if I'm honest. It wasn't <laughs> until I had sort of watched it back. All I remember seeing was him like cutting down and then sliding the ball into the bottom corner. And that was it. Everyone went mad. It, it was weird. It was probably the quickest goal I've ever seen in my life. And yet, in my mind, I thought we'd been playing for like five minutes. It, it, <laughs> I, I, when someone said, go on, only after 35 seconds, I was like, really? I thought we'd been playing for like five minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. Is Northampton's football that bad? It just seemed like five <laughs> yeah. minutes already. Yeah, yeah. 35 no seconds is like 10 minutes in real time. The, the board been up in the air for about 39 <laughs> yeah. of those 40 yeah. seconds. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're Northampton like that bad. I, I only listened on, on the radio, but it did sound pretty dire. I, I mean... <sighs> I don't know, really. I mean, they, they were very dangerous from set pieces. And so someone behind me said that I think they've scored 40%. 40% of their goals have come from set pieces. And the second they had one, they hit the crossbar. And I thought, well, that's, that kind of sums them up. But they they weren't at the races. And I think you know, we've seen a lot of teams like that, I think, throughout the season. No, apart from that header. And was it another set piece or was it a cross that led to the save from Belly? Yeah. Which was yeah. a decent touch. Yeah, or, or chest and yeah. span and, and shot. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't remember them doing anything. No, don't even a note, really. I, I felt in control. I, you know, yeah. I felt like we were we we deserved it. I know their manager felt we they dominated. I I don't know. I felt like we just managed the game out. You know, they, they were always going to have more possession and they were going to hmm. start you know putting some pressure on us. But we just we seemed to manage that quite easily. I thought. And for the size of ground as well. Again, that their manager was saying about 
you know, the fans deserved more and, and they deserved at least a point. Didn't hear them. Yeah. Didn't hear them all game. And yeah. I was just like, you, they were at home. There's a fairly, from the away end, fairly large stand to the left-hand side. Nothing. Um, yeah, so I was just like, they, they didn't even offer their team anything. So, yeah. 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 And, and to be fair, I think we, we should have killed it. Uh, a couple of times, a couple of one-on-ones that was either a wrong ball, um, final ball played. Um, or I think near the end when they were sort of trying to manage the game, should I say, rather than time waste. Um, I think there might have been a square ball on the back post, and I think Evans decided to take it into the corner. Um, I, I think, think that I think for the, I think for the fans they just killed it. It would have just been a little bit we more. Had, we had that great chance, and the Elliot Elliot Anderson, the other the other one, um, he he went through on goal, but never quite had a chance to no. have a shot on goal, and it just just didn't quite fall for him. But um, yeah, we we could have wrapped it up a bit. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so I mean, you would say we were pretty comfortable. We we were good value for the three points because you do watch the highlights and and you do see them hit the bar twice. And like we said, Belly's out outstanding mm. save. And Andrew, we were good value for those three points. Yeah, I would say that, and I think it was the same as the in the Colchester game. Um, I watch. I go with my dad, and um, I remember saying just before the Colchester game that. I don't know if I would, because I think it was our last Tuesday. Um, so I was like saying, I don't know if this will sort of halt our momentum. I was quite enjoying the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Then I thought Colchester, we looked a little bit tired. But whether that was just a professional shut, shut up shot. And then we did the same again Saturday. I thought we looked leggy. I thought Finley for a period was literally walking. Now we didn't make any subs. So I guess part of that could be down to Barton. Um, whether he was happy with it, whether he thought if he changed it, it was it was that tight maybe that if he changed it they would then maybe get a foothold on it whereas we were controlling it quite well um but i thought i thought maybe now is is probably a good time to start going having like those weeks to prepare properly rest properly and then well we'll find out if on saturday you know if it works having these weak weeks but yeah i would have said it was a professional shut up shop yeah, do you see that being quite vital now? Will it is is like like you say, Andrew? We haven't got the the Saturday Tuesdays coming thick and fast now. It is it is literally just Saturdays, and and obviously we've got the the two Easter games. Is that we've got our starting eleven nailed on, haven't we? And and now obviously Northampton, all of them play for the ninety. We can rest up for for that week and and hopefully have more legs in us. For what is going to be eight massive games? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you make a great point there, actually, Andrew, because I think I thought that myself that before we were heading into the month, you know, the, the Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday games, I was concerned. I thought, not sure we've got the squad, you know, or or, or the fitness within the squad because earlier in the season they were all falling apart. You know, we've got a few older guys in there. I just wondered how are they going to handle this. But I wonder whether just having that mentality of, right, we know it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, and whether this might weirdly kind of throw us out of sync in some way because we don't have that same routine and now they have, they've actually got a full week to prepare for a game, which they haven't had for ages. I don't know. It, it's just something to, something to ponder. But I also think it's probably the right time. It's probably come at the right time where Mansfield have three games in hand to make up. A lot of games have to cram into a short period of time, and and we've kind of got that relative um, calm into the season where we can just have each week to prepare for. Um, 
we'll see. Obviously, we've got Easter that that period, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. But um, you know, yeah, I'd definitely rather have points in the bag yeah. at this point in the season than games in hand. Yeah. And looking, going, oh, we could be second, but you're not. So, it, you know, everyone was, as I said before, everyone was whacking on about Mansfield and maybe they will be in the automatics or definitely pushing. But now they've got this Saturday, Tuesday to come. They've got to play Forest Green twice. I mean, that could go potentially in our favour if they take points off. Um, yeah, so yeah, if you try, I'd rather be happier with where we are now with the fixtures probably that we've got than having to play some of games in hand. And I think especially this time of the season, we've seen it time and time again, it throws up some funny results. Mm. Teams like right up the top where they're, they're evens to, to win a game and they just go on and, and lose it. So, Andrew, I, th- I think you're, you're right. I mean, I, I have been worried about Mansfield for a while. Like I kind of tipped them to be automatics um, for, for the last couple of months. But at, at this stage of the season, with, with the, the pressure on those games, are they going to go 100%? They, 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 pro- they probably aren't. I mean, yeah, legginess is, is going to be a factor and pressure as well. And I, I think you are right. It's, it's having those, those points on, on the board. And we know we can only do what we can do. And our, our confidence is, is sky high. So, I mean, will it? How how far can can we go with this? I know, obviously, we do need other results to go for us. But what what do you reckon? Well, I mean, there is there is a feeling of almost invincibility in the way we're playing at the moment, and it, it's uh, I'm I'm sat there thinking, when are we going to rovers this? Like, how can we rovers it from here? I mean, uh, I mean, you're about for the ninety nine two thousand season. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. That that was my that was my first route, uh, season ticket season. So I, I mean, For- Forest Green are potentially doing that, though. I don't think they can yeah, go think, out of the playoffs. I think their win on Monday because I, I I was thinking like we might be able to pit Forest Green. You know, yeah, you, you start. You, of course, we start to go a little bit over the top. We start imagining like crazy. What Rovers fans over the top? Nah, no, well, not having no, that, mate. Sorry, I'll take that back. I'll take that back. <laughs> but um. But yeah, like I, I, their win on Monday probably just said, I mean, that might now kick them off again. You know, they've kind of killed that bad momentum that they had. But as far as we're concerned, I mean, we haven't been, I, I will say just to, just to temper it, that we haven't been fantastic over the last few weeks, but we have been finding ways to win. So, which is all you need at this stage of the season. But it, it wouldn't surprise me if we come unstuck on Saturday, you know, and, and we go, go through a sticky patch. You, you do feel we're due one. But eight games to go, you never know. Never know, Mister Lee Mansell. Famous words, and and you would you think with with Carlisle, I mean we we've seen it with like the Oldham result and and the Newport result. If we do end up losing, which I mean is is conceivable, even even though we're in phenomenal form, like Carlisle's form, I think they they match us form wise. So so it, it it could happen. But if if that did happen. I'm ve- very certain that we would come back with a, a win after that, and there's like such a wonderful thing to, to have that mentality in the squad. Yeah, um, I had this conversation with someone yesterday, and um, briefly with Mike tonight. Um, so I did look back at sort of Carlisle's fixtures or results. And obviously, momentum will come into it, so they have picked up some decent, like five five wins the last six. But it was Barrow, 
Um, they lost to Newport. They did beat Northampton. And then it was Oldham, Rochdale, Leighton Orient. And they did lose to Swindon, Port Vale, Salford, Sutton, Forest Green. So the teams mm. at the top, apart from Northampton, did put them away. Um, so we know, so what's, we know what's going to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> Six nil loss. Um, but yeah, um, I think if we can get through these next two, so I think we've got Carlisle and Bradford, who are also, you know, they, they lost. Mark Hughes is Bradford. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Barton said a few things about Mark Hughes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I definitely, definitely Google that. I think he was on Talk Sport and, yeah, not his biggest fan. Yeah. I mean, who's Barton not had a, some sort of I falling mean, that's, out that's, with? That's very true. <laughs> but yeah, they, they did beat Forest Green. Yeah. 2-0. Mm-hmm. Um, beat Hartlepool, dead rubber. Uh, then they lost to Port Vale. So, other than that, they lost five five on the bounce before that. Yeah, I don't know if they've had a, a managerial change or something. Because they, they were right in the mix, weren't they, for a relegation, mm. but they've, they've kind of pulled away. Um, they're probably probably safe now. It looks like Oldham have kind of, they've had their moment where they they, they beat us, didn't they? And they beat a few other teams and looks like they're kind of slipping back now. But it, let's hope that they, they're kind of they're already on their holidays, you know. Yeah, maybe a bit too early for that, but I, I mean, let's let's be honest as well. Like most of the league is utter dross. Oh. I I mean, I I would even argue that the top of the league is I wouldn't go as far as say dross, but inconsistent mm. at the very least. Yeah. So it's it's not a, it's not a great league. So so you do see some of these runs of form, and you're like, yeah, like you just pointed out, Andrew. Like who are they actually beating? Yeah. And a lot of them aren't. But then confidence will go a long way. Yeah. So if they, if, yeah. You know, they have one, four or five yeah. on the bounce, they will be a bit buoyed up for it. Yeah. Their fans will then start coming back behind them. But then hopefully we'll have we'll have too much. If it can be another, if it can be professional as it has been, you know, maybe an earlier goal and just shut up, make like just frustrate the game. Um, as long as we don't let one in, I would rather we get to two 0 before we start doing that. Yeah. But if that's how Barton's got the game plan going, they seem to know what they're doing. It's quite interesting that um start of the season, um, a, a lot of fans, especially behind me, I, I, I stand the West, and um, when we were playing football, and it was very much, you know, back to the goalkeeper, playing out of defence, going left to right, left to right, into midfield, back to defence, back to goalkeeper. The frustration, the, the shouts of getting it forward. And then I think to now... There's not so much of that. I think the fans have bought in a little bit into it. I think there are still some, and it is frustrating. It's a corner. You, you, you'll always get it, won't you? Yeah. I mean, I, we've been winning like, like by two, go- two, three goals sometimes, and people are still moaning around me. It's yeah. just the the nature of football fans, yeah. isn't it? You have a you will have a you have a short corner, which then goes out to the midfield, but then it goes back to the defender, and then goes back to belly. And then it's I mean, that is a cardinal sin. That is, <laughs> I mean, that is awful. But, but it's, it's, it's potentially a, a, a good point is about how we are controlling games. I mean, possession-wise, we, we've been right up there. I mean, will it? Would, would you say that has been quite a big factor in our, our clean sheets as well? Uh, 100%. I mean, I, I, think, I think it's fair to say, I think almost all the players across the board have improved vastly I think since the start of the season and and you know I've always I've always felt and what whilst not never really being a fan of Byron at all you know, I have to say he's he's absolutely got them ticking now um and and as you say Andrew like 
earlier in the season, yeah, but the, the, our possession-based football was a bit kind of like, well, we've seen all this before, and it's just not really, you know, it's fine passing it around the back, but then, you know, if you, if you lose the game 2-0, what's the, what's the point in that? We, and we seem to be conceding, like, two or three goals a game. Um, to now, like, Belshaw, really, I know, we had, I know we made a good save on Saturday, but in the last few weeks, he hasn't really had to do a lot, and, and that's, that's the mark of a good keeper as well, in the sense that it feels like everything is just organised better than it was. Um, and I, I, I wonder where that turning point was in the season. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you think. Andrew. I've been slaughtered for this online, right? <laughs> slaughtered. What's, what's your Twitter Andrew, handle, Andrew? Um, Andrew Haskins, maybe eighty-five. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, original. So, so do you tweet him your abuse after this. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah, percent. Um, it's not about Belshaw, is it? Because I, I got some advice for <laughs> you on that. <laughs> so I said that this Barton tenure reeks of Daryl Clark. And I said that when he took over, he shouldn't have got relegated and Clark shouldn't have got relegated. When they both sort of completely kicked, ev- almost kicked everyone out, out, re- redone, got their own people in, backroom staff, just, and everyone was like, right, you've got, it's got to work. Terrible start to the season in conference. We're below mid-table and people were like, you know, this is Bristol Rovers and we are below mid-table in the conference, get him out. Barton, terrible start to the season. Around to November, you know, we're bottom half of the league. And then from Christmas, it just seems to click. And we've gone on this run. And we did it with Clark, and we're doing it with Barton. And it just it's just working, whether it carries on. And I think that's where it's going to get me, is if it doesn't come yeah, off, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just going to be like... Right, where is he? Bang, like you said. <laughs> but at the moment, it is this run is just it's just going. His momentum's going. His players are bought in. If it works, if it works, is what happens next. Because I think DC's downfall was the big changes he made. So few players leaving, few players coming in, not buying into the way that we were doing things. The back, you know, the the way that players were reacting and and. How they played changed, and then it all fell, fell apart. Right. It's just where the Barton can keep them. If you can drip feed a couple in, drip feed a couple out, but improving as we go, I don't see why this can't be I, something I think you're very right. decent. I think that's. I think that is actually a fair comparison. I think people kind of. I remember when you said that at the time, and people were like, "What?" But I guess it's because in people's eyes, you know, Clark is is a is a legend, and, and rightly so. But also, it, someone that everyone loved, like you wouldn't find a bad, so anybody's with a bad word to say about Clark in a way. Whereas Barton's kind of the opposite of that. So to compare the two was like you're having a laugh. But actually, in terms of the the football and the the, the trajectory we're going on at the moment, we obviously haven't achieved anything yet. But I think like I mean, if if and it is a big I'm touching wood, um, if we get promoted, um, you know, I think I remember Paul Trollope doing the same things where. You know, they kind of let big players go, like um, Craig Disney left, and, and almost with a, like, a belief that, oh, we can just go out and sign better players. And Clark did the same thing. And I think it's important that whatever happens next season, that we're able to improve on what we've got. And I think that's going to be tricky. Um, but we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, a, it's a fascinating time, I would say. We'll have to get the next uh, Elliot Anderson because he ain't coming back. Yeah, yeah, Regardless yeah, yeah. if we get him, there's all no right. way we're keeping him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a bit of a fight on at the moment, isn't there? I mean, he got called up for 
Scotland under 21s because oh. he's his grandmother is Scottish. Yeah. Um, but obviously he's, he's a massive Geordie. He's, he's very much English. And England set up are apparently sniffing after him oh, okay. as well. Yeah. So I think he, he he's tearing played. it up for us and you can see seeing him for yeah. England under twenty one soon. I, I think he has played for both like Scotland and England youth set up. So yeah, it's uh we'll see what happens. But no, a big talent. And uh, possibly that was the moment when we brought him in. That was a bit like when Clark signed Chris Lyons in the conference. It was like, oh, okay, mm. well, we mean business here. And when we got Anderson in, again, we stepped up and looked look a lot better. Yeah, again, another good comparison with, with the, the DC mm. season in the conference, obviously League Two as well. Um, with that loan signing, yeah, because yeah. obviously Chris Lyons comes in, massive pedigree. Um, Ellie Anderson... Even bigger pedigree, probably even a bigger jump down than uh, than than lines he did. Unfortunately, we're going to be missing him on Saturday against Carlisle because of Scotland and Twenty One call up. Uh, so we replaced him with boys, Saunders, all day Saunders. Okay, and uh, we, I, just, we, I would just, yeah, I don't know, I'd just possibly so either I'd, either, I'd, either stick him out there or I just shift Collins. I know that's a it's probably probably going to go, but he hasn't. The last couple of games, he hasn't really been. Whether he needs a rest, I'm not sure. He hasn't been on that form we saw that probably got us through January, February. Um, and yeah, I think, t- sorry, I, I didn't mean to like like completely <laughs> like I wasn't throwing that away. <laughs> like, that's no Saunders. I, that's why I just hadn't even considered Saunders. But no, you're. Yeah, that's, I that's mean, he, he literally puts his body on the line. He the, does the goal that he he set up. When he came on as a sub and read read the back um, the, the pass back so and called it back, scoring, yeah. yeah. Um, I I think I personally would have brought him on against Northampton when we looked. Yeah, I think that just to pin him back a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think I think we uh, his pace alone is just is this is mad. Well, I don't know where Sammy Nick is at the moment. Is he? He's not been I, on the bench either, is he? Because like, are you not a fan? No, literally in the car on Saturday when he's going back. I literally said I, I forgot all about him. That's that's bad, isn't it? I, mean, I, I like him. I, I would say Sammy Nick is overrated. We've uh, we've spoken on this pod quite a lot about him, like especially this season. And it's in one way, it's a compliment that we're saying his defensive work is really good. But on the other hand, if you're an attacking midfielder, you don't want that to be the main bit of your game that people are saying are is good. Um, so yeah, he, he he has been he has been underwhelming. Is uh, Finley out? Is he banned? Yeah. Apparently not. Okay. Apparently not. He, yeah, he's he's got got past the, the cutoff. I think. That's right. I, I think it was probably his, his first game after the cutoff. So he's like, all right, I'll uh, I'll put some lad in in A and E. I mean, did did yeah. you get a good view of that? Oh, on, no, on I didn't. Saturday? It was just sort of the melee of players. I thought, and I, as soon as I saw like Finley walking away, I thought, what's he done this time? <laughs> I mean, he's he's, he's a proper yeah. scally in yeah. Finley. Well, he's worth sticking a fiver on to get a book in every game. I'd say you probably but make you probably be in you know, probably making decent money right probably now. Probably have a little bit of that comparing to DC's team. Probably a little bit of that like Sinclair ilk. Just a bit of a just breaks play up. Just goes after the probably the more talented uh, midfielders yeah. and just make sure they don't take control of the game. And he's he's taking them out. He's fouling them. He's putting them back. He's getting in their ear, getting their head, pinching probably, doing all sorts just to rile them up. So he mm. probably end up getting a foul out of it. I mean, that is a great thing about Finley. He's got so many strings to his bow. I, I hope Metz isn't 
blessed him. But I mean, he's he's twice the player than Sinclair, and he's he has got those Sinclair legs. But by God, he can pick a pass. Oh, I mean, yeah. his long range shooting is amazing. Like he obviously loves putting a foot in. Yeah, as well. He, he seems like a great character as, as as well. I mean, we all saw his his celebration where he was coming over like he was riding a horse. Yeah. <laughs> and there was about what twelve, thirteen at Cheltenham as well. And I think that just goes to show the team spirit. And I seem to remember going back to the the Daryl Clark comparison. I think you've absolutely nailed it, Andrew. The, the way you spell it out. I seem to remember them going on a a, a Cheltenham festival day out yeah. as well obviously at this this stage of, of the season and I, i'm pr- i'm pretty sure daryl again was like all right go to cheltenham enjoy yourselves but you better fucking win on saturday yeah. and i mean that's exactly what's happened i know barton spoke about it a yeah. lot on on his Whether press that's why they look leggy i don't know i mean i'm sure yeah. there's a, there's, <laughs> there should be a zero tolerance drinking <laughs> policy but they're always going to sneak one or two guinnesses i would have thought so yeah. uh yeah yeah yeah, I mean, I mean, fair, fair play to him, fair play to him, and I mean, it's good to see that that team spirit as as well because it's so easy when you're not doing well and backs against the wall. And I I seem to remember calling out the character of the squads. I think I think it it was it was Metz who said, "Oh yeah, like I actually quite like the character of the squad even when we weren't doing well." And I was like, "Is is that actually true?" I I feel like in a lot of games we haven't shown character. But it, I think it's clear for for everyone to to see. And again, going back to that Daryl Clark comparison that you was just saying, is that Barton's obviously got his men in, and they would all run for a, a brick wall for him. And and there is that massive camaraderie. And I mean, that's yeah. that's such a vital vital thing. And we obviously didn't see it last season. And Fantastic and and yeah, fair play to them. They they have completely bought into it, and um and there's not really a player at the moment that any fan that that, that any group of fans are kind of targeting as as a negative. You know, we've had we've had question marks over Anderton and Coots and players like that, but they're just all kind of all part of the the, the positive feeling, I guess, around the players at least. And um yeah, just just fantastic. Yeah, and you can see that especially at the like the end of a game. Obviously, fans are going to be jubilant when we win and, and we're on such good form. But Andrew, we're, we're starting to see that that rapport with with the fans and 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 the players. I mean, is, is there any like notable players that that you look at and you think, yeah, like they're they're a great character, and I'd, I would love to go for a, a pizza and a pint with them. <laughs> I'm not coming to your pizza and a pint with Benny, by the way. Mate, you're not invited. <laughs> This is a very private hey, date. <laughs> um, yeah, probably majority of them. Um, I mean, even like Taylor. I know Barton, you know, mentions it probably post most post interviews now. Taylor Conley, who well, they're like eighteen, nineteen years old. I mean, they must be very yeah. like the way they play. Unbelievable. <laughs> really? I mean, like he literally, like Taylor literally wins everything, everything in the air. Um, and 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 it is a young, it is a youngish team. I think it's probably helping, probably some of the likes of like Whelan probably wants to carry on going. Do you probably see in these 
kids, bright eyed. And one thing I have I have sort of noticed a lot with Whelan is um he's while he's sort of on the ball, he is sort of encouraging them or telling them what where to go while he's on the ball. So he wants them to do something. Or if they you know, if they lost the ball, went down the line, they didn't get it. He's just like, you know, don't worry about it. Just get back in play. We'll go again. Don't worry about it. Instead of being shouted at, bollocks and all that, which probably would have happened October, November time. It'd have been like, a, you know, hands up in the air, a little bit of a, you know, shout out. That was a shit pass, whatever. Now it's just like, right, come on, lads. Let's go again. And it, everyone's doing it. You can probably hear it from the other side of the pitch. People going, let's get on. You know, let's go. Let's go again. Um, yeah. And I think that is that has changed massively. And even that you can tell with like uh, Elliot Anderson, I mean, he's come in and there must be good camaraderie because, you know, he's buzzing. Like, he wants the ball all the time. He could have, like, well, I think Northampton doubled up on him quite a bit. But he was still asking for the ball all the time. It was giving the ball, and I'll try and take him on, or I'll try and do something. So yeah, I think he's definitely got the ball bouncing. And I guess as well, it just—I guess it's only natural that when you turn around the squad, as much as we did in the summer, I think we made like forty signings or something like that, or like there's forty transfers or something um, in and out of the club. It's only natural that you're going to start off a little bit disjointed. It is is the, the mistakes of last seasons. So, you know, they gave Garner the same sort of backing in the summer, and brought brought in all those players. Didn't give him long enough, really. Sacked him. Then they sacked Tisdale. Then they brought in Byron, and it was all just a mess. And really, the one thing Whale wasn't going to do this season was do the same thing. And after a bad start, he probably wasn't going to sack Barton when everybody thought he was going to. So, but as you say. Over time, we're now starting to see that trust, uh, and like players like Whelan probably now feels like, well, I know I can give the ball to you know Elliot Anderson. I know what he, I know what he's capable. I know I know that Evans is capable of just coming up with the goods whenever we need him to. So it's the way we play. I think. Yeah, I remember with Whelan, um, like halfway through the season, like far. Oh, 38 year old Glenn Whelan Ascot journeyman like written all over it but you can tell he's he's proper up for it and he's oh, probably experience in it as well he's been there done it probably played with and against some of the best yeah. so he's you know he's he's taken bits from everywhere you know as well as Barton having that bit of Premier League now as well the passing some bits off and I'm sure that with Elliot Anderson coming in again from Newcastle, that little bit of not professional, but different ways setting up, and I expect they're probably all working together to make sure everyone's getting that better experience to prep for games and what do they do, what what don't we do, what can we do, whether like little tweaks that we can do. So, yeah, it's all at the moment. It's working, so carry on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's go to some questions that we got from our socials on Twitter and and Facebook. So Martin Ride. Um, talks about Forest Green and potentially their their implosion. So, 
Will Forest Green fall, will it? And and if so, can Rovers replace him at the top? Um, well, I mean, I, I think if you'd have asked me before Monday, before their, their, their win on Monday, I would have been like, we're coming for Forest Green. You know, we got to play him, of course. But I think that win, we'll, we'll have to see what happens from here. But I don't really have any concerns about our own form. And I feel, I feel like we can keep it going. There is that momentum behind us now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, wh- why not? Yeah, I, mean, well, I think we're nine points behind. I think they might even have a couple of games in hand as well. Possibly. I could be wrong. But, but either way, of course we're going to take them. And, uh, and we'll, we'll beat them at home and we'll be, be right on our tails. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll um, I probably won't put any money on it, but um. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, let's let's go through the the league table then. So, so so as as we record on on Wednesday night after there was a few games last night, I think Exeter and Port Vale that 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 was quite um quite a big game that nil nil and and then Mansfield unfortunately won Sutton as as well. So Forest Green, yeah, top seventy two points played thirty seven, Exeter. 65 points played 37. Then it's Northampton, 63 points played 38. We're level on points and games played with Northampton. Goal difference, one less. Tranmere, same goal difference, same points, same games played. Newport County, just one point behind. Swindon, another point. Sutton, another point. And then we got Vale, game in hand. They're on 60. And then Mansfield, they got three games in hand. And they're on fifty nine points. It's yeah. like bloody hell! It could it could really be be anyone. So I mean, I mean, Andrew, are you looking at Forest Green? Do you reckon they could wobble? Uh, again, I think I, I I was in the same boat. Uh, if you like asked me Saturday, I would have said they. You know, I think I think we could have caught them. But I'm looking at their fixtures. Scunthorpe. I mean, that's, they're they're gone, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. We we've um, also got Scunthorpe. Yeah, Last day. different, different kind got of fish for us. Got Dagenham like written all over it. Um, then Mansfield, that could, who knows with that one. And then I think they got a couple of dead rubbers like Hartlepool, Barrow, maybe fighting, Oldham, maybe fighting. But you would have thought if they can do Scunthorpe, Hartlepool, Barrow, Oldham, I think that's enough. And then, mm. and then it's us. So in a way, you almost don't want them to be like, yeah, they're, they're done. And they can sort of relax a little yeah. bit. Then we can like carry on with our push. Um, yeah, I think a, a couple of weeks ago, I was full on. I reckon we could do them here. Yeah? Finish above them. But I think that, that win is just taking them a little bit away from us. Um, I know I'm just happy if we can, if we can get automatic. I, I don't even care if we don't take silverware. Just get out of this yeah, league yeah. and get up. And I think, yeah. I think again, going back to the whole sort of DC thing, I think it's, it's as important that we get out this season as it was getting out of the conference that, that year. Because the amount of players I think we lose if we don't go up, I think is, is, is massive. You're right. And it does feel like, I mean, I could be wrong, but it feels like we've invested a lot in this in this season. Like there's a lot, It feels like the coaching staff is significant. A lot of turnaround of players. Like you say, Andrew, like we're probably going to need to replace a lot of players in the summer as well if we don't get promoted. Feels like we are pinning a lot on it. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's made for a very exciting end to the season, one I didn't think we were going to have. So, yeah, I'm all for it. We definitely do them at the moment, though. We definitely beat in Forest Green at the moment. Just putting that yeah. out there. Another, okay. another slaughter post coming that's better. But <laughs> where's that with that, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we, we're going to need to, aren't we? Yeah. Like, if, if we are really serious about. Yeah. Yeah, our fixtures or, or even catching Forest Green after, after um, 
after Carlisle, Bradford is the four after that. So Tramere, Salford, Port Vale, Forest Green. If we can not lose those four, but win two or three, I think I think that should be. Let's uh, win that, them all. That, 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 that should be. Can enough. we decide right now? Let's just win them all. That's the, that's the beautiful thing about doing a podcast. It's like, yo, we're on great form. Uh, we're just going to win them all, aren't <laughs> yeah. we? I mean, it's like we just, I, I just sit here in the pub, like eat some pizza, drink <laughs> yeah. a couple of pints. Like, if, yeah, we're going to win them all. <laughs> if anybody ever asks me, how, how are we going to get on the weekend? I've never said we're going to lose. I mean, I must have a pretty poor record. Yeah, um, but um, but yeah, sure, we'll just go on an incredible eight-game winning run now. So. Oh. Right, quick fire question then. Seb Hurricane on Facebook. Which player do you believe is most vital to our promotion chances? Oh that's a that's a that's a great question. That's a corker, isn't it? That is a so one one player. One I don't want player. I don't want multiple answers. One I'm most say, vital to promotion. I'm gonna say James Connor- Belshaw. Well done. Good good answer. Correct so, answer. I said that, I said that when I moved my lips. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to say Connor Taylor. I'm going to say Connor Taylor. I think whenever whenever he's not mm. been in the side and there's not been very many games, but even matches where he's had to come off injured, we've suddenly looked a lot weaker without him there. Um, you know, and a, a, a nod to James Connolly as well. I think he's been fantastic. He's well, kind of underrated, really. Um, but Connor Taylor, I would say, is key because. It feels like we're built on an excellent defence, and I think he's kind of holding them together. Um, I mean, I've got that strength and depth, have, have we? I think no. if you say any of the attacking players, we've got riches in in that department. So somebody could come in and do pretty much an equally good job. Yeah. Uh, who are we looking at coming yeah. in off off the the bench to go in the heart of the defence? Yeah. I mean, Key and Harry. Harry's. I mean, I mean that says it all, doesn't it? I mean, I mean, would would you say the same, Andrew? Um, yeah, <laughs> we're not allowed to pick multiples, but luckily you picked one of the mics. So thanks. <laughs> you, you mentioned the other one, so um, I'm going to go with Coots. Okay. Interesting shout. Um, so, think... so, so, so you reckon if if Coots gets injured tomorrow, I don't think Wheeling can do 90 minutes. Yeah, who would have been the person to come in? I think as much as he got slaughtered to start off, um, Nate. I, we're, we're the podcast, by the way, slaughtered. Um, yeah, he got, he got, and, and he was poor. Like, there's no mm. doubt about it. Um, and he, but there was, everyone was sort of saying he shouldn't be captain, shouldn't be this and that. But these last few weeks, couple of months now, he has been solid. Um, and again, he's, he's, he's helping defense. He's picking the ball up early. He's spraying it left and right to defense, keeping it ticking. Um, and going forward and putting in big tackles, oh, some massive tackles, like last gasp sliding the box everyone's gone penalty and then his foot is just taking the ball type tackle he's, I mean, he's a key he is, leader isn't he key yeah. leader and, and you can see that just by the way he carries himself on the pitch he's, he's no messing and yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's a good shout mate and I think the the next question we, we got in from Adam Fletcher on, on Twitter I think it, it really talks about what you were saying about Coots and that he had a really poor first half of the season like pretty much most of the squad. So, I mean, like, Willie, can, can you put your finger on, like, what has changed? Because, obviously, we, we've had some additions. I mean, Elliot Anderson being the, the notable one, which has been really important in in our amazing form. 
but everyone else has picked up. So I mean, like, what on earth has happened? I, I was th- I was thinking about this the other day, I, and I wonder whether um, when John is it John John Bond, John Bond, Kevin Bond, Kevin Bond. John Bond. Bond. I think John it's, Bond. It's definitely not John Bond, is it? Uh, <laughs> definitely not James Bond. Um, but I reckon, I reckon when Bond came in, I, I think it was. It might have been right before the Bradford game when Pittman got that fantastic header and equalised the, the death. I, I reckon around that time, and that, that was that was a while ago, and it, it Barham was pretty close. I would say to get in the sack at that point. But for I, I think there was something around that time we we started to look a lot more. Um, a lot more solid, a lot more organised. I would say maybe his introduction has been a big part of just knitting everything together. And you can sort of tell, even on the sideline, he doesn't get involved in the like fourth official or anything like that. He's just like proper experience. He's been there, done it before. Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, yeah. And of course, I say that, and I don't. I don't know. I don't actually know what he contributes, but it just seems a logical. Um, thought process that he he has brought a lot to the table. Uh, when Clint Hill left, I know Barton was really disappointed when that happened. So I imagine to bring in Kevin Bond was, was a real was a real you know um, positive step forward for the club. I mean, would you go along with that, Andrew? I mean, Kevin Bond. I mean, he seemingly has come in with the the upturn in form. I mean, how much of a, an effect may it had on on the team? I don't know too much about what he has and hasn't. I can't honestly. I can't really. Can't. Or, or, or would you point to something else that that Willett hasn't spoken about with with the upturn in form? Because I mean, it, it is it is a bit of a, a strange one. You, you probably can look at numerous different things, but seemingly the the, the same squads and and they're they're playing like this, playing like world beaters. It's it's not like okay, we kind of done okay and we were picking up a few wins but not nearly enough that that we should be it's like it's a really shocking first half and it's an outstanding second half it's real Jekyll and Hyde yeah, stuff yeah. yeah I want to know what happened over Christmas yeah that whole shithousery uh, Covid we blatantly took advantage <laughs> of some games in that um, I know a Leighton Orient come out and was like calling us cheats and what have you because they were on form, I think, when that when and we weren't. I mean, we were literally in, in the in the gutter, um, and then we turned them over, um, and then we've gone on this run, which I think when you look at some of the teams we would have played, we may well have struggled, and then we've gone on and and, and won those games. I think you're right, actually, that because I remember at the time thinking we had like a month off, didn't we? It's almost like a, and almost from that point we've come back and we're like a totally different side. Mm. But I, I think one other uh, moment in the season was when um, Luca Hall came into oh, the side that, and yeah. started playing right back, and which meant that Harry Anderson mm. didn't have to play there anymore and could actually play in his actual position. We're, and now we're getting, we've essentially signed, it's almost like having two new players where Harry Anderson's the, the, the attacking threat that we never had, and Luca Hall's this fantastic defensive talent. Um, and just out, out of nothing, we, and we always had these players. So he's. I think that that was that was key really yeah. to, to kind of move us up the table. Well, yeah, he scored some vital goals as well again yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Um, and and but I do sort of feel for him because if there's an injury or you know or there's a a, a, sh- a change in the shape, he's the one who seems to get sacrificed and get pulled back. And I am going to call Kaz out on this because I think she was <laughs> on Radio Bristol, and I think she said that. Um, 
she was happy with Harry Anderson being a fullback, uh, a wing back. And I was like, sorry, Kaz, cannot be serious. So it's nice knowing you, Kaz. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll, uh, I'll edit this out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't. This, um, this won't make it. <laughs> no, um, because I, I, I think honestly, I, the, the first half of the season, and you, and you, you really started to see teams target our right back because they knew he couldn't get back. Um, he was good going, and then he, he was, it, it was almost like he wasn't good enough getting forward. He wasn't good enough getting back, and he was literally stuck in a third of in our half and their half, and he wasn't going anywhere. He wasn't getting back enough. He wasn't getting forward enough. He was just a player there to put in a position because we had no one to go there. Um, Hopefully, since he has been playing further afield, up, up the pitch, I just want to see that his is better position. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Lu- yeah, Luca Hall being coming yeah. in has been unbelievable. And again, that just the help that he's got from from William that I've started seeing him come on and and Coots, um, I think I think that's that's grown his confidence massively. Yeah, no, I, I think the the change from a back three to a back four. Cause, I mean, Barton really did persevere with that yeah. that back three and it, it 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 wasn't working and and we finally did go to that back four and it it took it it did take us a while to get our best eleven and it's probably no coincidence that now we've got our best eleven got fit best eleven we we are seeing really good football in and the the form yeah, four table shows unchanged that. in a row I mean when was the last I, time I mean anyone yeah. who's got fan of is is laughing I mean we we're, we're, we're in <laughs> we're in the, the sport you know. And um, yeah, if, if you get your your lineup uh, sorted, you get get a free pint in yeah. in some pubs. Yeah, yeah. So, How yeah. was your lineup on Saturday? It, it was it was spot on. Yeah. It was it was one hundred percent. I I basically predicted the like predicted the lineup, but I like moved Belshaw up front, and I put uh you know Finney in goal, and just like moved everyone. But I mean, 100%. you, you rate Belshaw that much? You put it, him I up mean, front. I I might I've gone completely one eighty on the guy. The guy is what, what, what is that? He's just he's just won me he's over. the best keeper in the league, isn't he? <laughs> Look, he's 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 the best. Wait, keeper. Would you say he's the best keeper in the league? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> look, we'll, we'll cut this out as well, right? Your opinions, your but they're honestly right. For those listening, they're both looking at me like you got to say, you got to agree with us here. <laughs> Help. Um, well, gun to no, the head. No, I, I just just on Belshaw actually. I mean, yeah, let's I'll, let's clear the air. Let's Come clear on. the air here. Look, Belly, uh, you know, if 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 you want to go out for a pizza, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I think earlier in the season, I, I mean, we've already mentioned it on this pod, like I think everyone, all, you know, all the players were kind of struggling to to find form, and I I, I was always a little bit you know, because we were conceding so many goals, and I think at one point we conceded one of the most goals out in the whole league, and I thought, well, surely Belshaw can't be that good if we're conceding goals every week. And I just felt he was getting so much praise because he was such a good character, a nice guy and everything else. Um, and because I wasn't really ready to kind of get on board with the whole squad and so many new players and all that, I was just like, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna take to the airwaves and, and just have a little, little, you know, point the finger at him uh, so, for the first so, time. So you sorted him out. So, so you basically taking credit for Belshaw's amazing I, form because you would, dug him out i would be amazed if he wasn't inspired by my words <laughs> of uh, of constructive criticism oh, and, well, cheers and, with it and, on behalf of all gases thank you very well, much you're, you're welcome and but actually, I, it was funny actually because i think he'd made a string of fantastic saves in one of the games recently and i thought i'm gonna go i'm gonna have to go back and listen to the, the, the that podcast that i did and actually, what I said wasn't too bad. It wasn't like I went in and was like, "He's absolute rubbish" or anything like that. I, I, 
I did actually say, hey, I, I like Bowsaw. And, and he has, I have, by the way, completely changed my mind. And I was wrong, uh, I think, because he has been fantastic. And, and all, all of the things I, I was unsure about him, like his distribution, his, his, how he uses the ball with his feet. I mean, he's just been superb, really. And, um, you know, I, lo- I, I love Ansi, but um, I, think, I think now with eight games to go, I don't, I don't think we'll ever see him again. If we go to the playoffs, you know he's doing a putty, don't you? Yeah. He's going to take someone out in 30 seconds but somehow get away with it. And this is where <laughs> literally the stars are going to line up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. On, uh, on that note, let, let's start to wrap up. Score predictions for Carlisle. Andrew? 3-0. 3-0 Carlisle. That's pessimistic. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nil three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Carlisle are going to continue their great yeah. um, Will it? Uh, I'll go. I'll go one nil Rovers. I'll go one nil. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to join you on on a one nil. Yeah. I think it is going to be tight, and we just somehow going to get that victory. We discussed it at length. We just keep getting them by, by hook or by crook. Belshaw man in a match saves <laughs> us at the death. Chest pump him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to score as well, isn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. He, he, he pops he up in the, the winner. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Carlisle's ground has, has got form, like the famous Jimmy Glass goal. Yeah, obviously, it's not last game of the season. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to criticize Balshaw anymore, but I mean, <laughs> his goal scoring record is pretty awful. Let's be honest. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, solves that goal drought soon. But uh, we'll so, Belly, if you're listening, do do pull your finger out on the goal scoring front but yeah let's wrap it up there lads uh great davy from you there andrew will it great to have you on again um just before we go that there's just enough time for a bit of shameless self-promotion this coming friday um myself along with many other gas heads will be taking part in sleep where you stand to raise money for homelessness in bristol i got the fantastic heron in bristol um and our very own community trust so if you do have any spare cash, uh, you can donate at justgiving.com forward slash jack-newcomb-s-w-y-s. And a big thank you to those who've donated already. So all that leaves me to say is up the gas. Up the gas. Up the gas. Up the gas.